Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week's podcast features an episode of The Roy Rogers Show with guest star Porter Hall. It first aired on May 8th, 1945. following transcribed program is rebroadcast by the Armed Forces Radio Service to our fighting men overseas. Goodyear presents The Roy Rogers Show. Friends, tonight as usual, Goodyear brings you Roy Rogers. But because of the great news we've all been hearing, we want you to know that we will interrupt this program instantly for any late news flashes. Meanwhile, you'll hear Bob Nolan and the Sons of the Pioneers, Pat Friday, the Farr Brothers, Perry Botkin's Orchestra, Goodyear's guest tonight, motion picture villain Porter Hall. And now the greatest name in rubber, Goodyear, invites you to meet America's greatest Western star, Roy Rogers. I've got a locket in my pocket, a plain golden locket, got a locket in my pocket, right next to my heart. I've got a picture in this locket, the locket in my pocket, got a picture in this locket, with which I'll never part. The face in the picture is beautiful to see, and the girl that the face belongs to, she belongs to me. I've got a locket in my pocket. My sweetheart's in that locket, got my sweetheart in my pocket, right next to my I'm not even going to play in it. How's that? Well, that's what I call really being a hero. 
giving a whole story to a screen bad man. Uh, uh, but what are you going to do, Roy? Well, first of all, Porter, I'm going to keep an eye on you and make sure you don't forget yourself and steal the ranch. <laughs> then I'm going to just sort of keep the get-together moving, like now when I call on the sons of the pioneers to dedicate a song to you. You always sing, dragging music to the cattle as they swing, back and forward in the saddle on a horse. That is syncopating gates, and there's such a funny meter to the roar of his meter, how they run. When they hear the fellas got to cause the western folks all know, he's a highfalutin' scoot shooting son of a gun from Arizona, ragtime cowboy Joe. Out in Arizona where the bad men are, the only thing to guide you is an evening star. The roughest, toughest man by far was Ragtime Porter Hall. He always sings, ragging his to the cattle at swing, back and forward in the saddle on a horse. That sings, paid the gaiters, and there's such a funny meter to the roar of his feet on how they run. When they hear the fellows come to talk, the western folks all know. He's a highfalutin' shooting, shooting son of a gun from Arizona. Ragtime Porter, ride him, Porter, Ragtime Porter Hall. Today, when congratulations are being offered all over the world to the millions who worked and fought for victory in Europe, Goodyear would also like to propose a toast. A toast of its own and to its own. A toast to the 24,783 of its men and women in the armed forces. It's well done to those in Europe. It's good luck to those in the Pacific. And here's a toast to to the 100,000 Goodyear employees at home who, with their war work, have contributed and are continuing to contribute to final victory. To them, good work, and let's keep punching hard till the Japs get theirs. It's the Far Brothers' curious fiddle and galloping guitar in Cajun Stone.
plenty of time for the story Porter Hall and I are going to tell tonight. Porter Hall? Do I know him? Are you my Uncle Every? Yes, every Friday. <laughs> I, uh, I am now fabulously wealthy, and uh, I intend to buy you the finest ranch in the West. Oh, but, but I already have a ranch. Oh, you have? As if I didn't know. But uh, you deserve a much bigger one. Now, uh, if you would just give me that piece of paper you're holding, which I assume to be the deed to your present property. Here you are, sir. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, my proud beauty. Now I have you in my power. Dog on you, Porter Hall. Unhand that girl and give her back that deed. Aw, oh, shucks, Roy. That isn't the deed to my ranch. It's the song I'm going to sing tonight. Curses foiled again. <laughs> Not exactly, Porter, because if Pat will forgive you and sing the song right now, you'll get the treat of your life. Folks, Miss Pat Friday singing close as pages in a book. <laughs> Find him packing loads twice their own weight, where grubby prospectors work tirelessly in the desert sand. You'll find him high up in the mountains, where a less sure-footed animal will plunge his rider 5,000 feet down a sheer drop. Or maybe their voices aren't as musical as a cowhand's song as he sings and quiets his herd, but I've yet to see the true Westerner who didn't cuss them and love them, the gentle, sure-footed little braying burro. Down horse and me. Always traveling, going nowhere. 
They say he was born in Texas, and he was quite a baby. Weighed 73 pounds and stood more than four feet tall. He got lost out on the prairie one day and, and didn't have anybody to play with, so Bill wound up living and playing with the coyotes. Well, just about Bill's ninth birthday, a cowboy who'd wandered off the trail came upon Bill just as the big kid was having a morning exercise. Hey there, son! What you doing? Trying, tarnation, don't you use your eyes? Can't you see I'm rattling? Now, hold on! That ain't fair. One younger like you get only two bears? Get up on them trees. Really in a hurry? I wonder what took the old goat so long. 
Stranger I was, but you be. And did anyone ever hear of Pecosville after that, Roy? Well, sure, Pat. A few years later, someone bet him he couldn't ride a cyclone. Well, Pecosville was the kind of a fellow no one could dare, so he went back to Kansas, waited for a twister, and, and when one him along why he climbed aboard. And was he killed, Roy? I mean, did the cyclone throw him? Oh, a legendary character like that? Why, not at all, Vern. By the time that twister crossed Colorado, he had it as tame as a lamb. But then he got a little bit overconfident, you know. He rolled himself a cigarette, and when he, when he couldn't find any matches, he reached up and grabbed a piece of forked lightning. Oh, I see, Roy. And the lightning electrocuted him, sir? Huh? Chuck's no, Pat, but it tickled him and got, got him to laughing so much it he didn't look where he was going, so he slipped off the cyclone and dropped 97 miles to Earth. Oh, Roy, that doesn't seem possible. But it happened, Vern. And where Bill landed, he winked so much and fell so far that he knocked the Earth 150 feet below sea level. Folks called the place where he landed Death Valley. Well, they figured he'd never survive such a bump. Fact is, I was surprised as you were when Pecos Bill walked in here tonight. <laughs>
Don't miss tuning in next Tuesday. Same station you're tuned to now, same time of the day on your clock, when Goodyear will bring you another get-together with Bob Nolan and the Sons of the Pioneers, Pat Friday, the Farr Brothers, Harry Botkin and his orchestra, and starring the king of the cowboys, Roy Rogers. Rogers program was transcribed. Scribe. 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 Rogers, known as the King of the Cowboys, was born Leonard Sly in 1911 in Cincinnati. He passed away in 1998, just a few months before fellow singing cowboy legend Gene Autry. The Slys lived a somewhat vagabond life, traveling around the country trying to find steady and good employment. The Slys survived floods, factory closings, false employment leads, and other difficulties. Roy found himself traveling to California as part of the Great Oki Migration to find a job. Rogers later read John Steinbeck's Grapes of Wrath and commented on its accuracy. In short, his early years were pretty rough. Deciding that his future in fruit picking and shoe factories, his job of choice to that point, was not for him, Roy turned to music. He had been entertaining his traveling companions with his guitar and voice all this time. Roy's music career started in 1931 with a group called Uncle Mary's Hollywood Hillbillies. Rogers played for several other cowboy music bands. Eventually, he settled in with a group called the Sons of the Pioneers. Then in 1937, due to a dispute between Gene Autry and the bosses at Republic Pictures, Roy got his break in the movies and changed his name from Sly to Roy Rogers. He went on to star in over 100 movies. The early years of the radio show was basically a Western variety music show featuring Rogers and the Sons of the Pioneers singing such songs as Tumbling Tumbleweeds, Cool Waters, and Don't Fence Me In. But over the years, the, the show lost more of the music and gained more of the typical Western storylines. Every good cowboy needs a good horse, and Roy's was his Palomino horse called Trigger. Trigger was so popular in the 1950s that he would occasionally leave Roy and start in his own adventures, and sometimes Trigger would pair up with jo Roy's German Shepherd dog, Bullet. You would think that a cowboy with both a horse and a dog might not need a woman, but Roy teamed up with it, the singer and cowgirl Dale, Queen of the West, Evans. Dale co-starred in Roy's movies and played a similar girlfriend role in these radio programs. Dale was considered the most popular woman in westerns, and she wrote the couple's theme song, Happy Trails. After Roy's wife Arlene died, Roy and Dale got married in 1947 and stayed together for the rest of his life. Dale passed away in 2001. Happy trails to you until we meet again.